Welcome. So um, today we're going to talk about Pashas Nitzavim. So the beginning of the Pashas Nitzavim, it says like this: It was a Krisas Bris on Arvis Mayav. So Moshe says, "V'loy itchem levada levadchem anoichi karis abris." Not only with you, whoever's here, whoever's here, whoever's not here. What does this mean that whoever's not here? It means the people of future generations. How do you make a bris with people of future generations? So we spoke about this a number of times, and it's good to repeat it again, that... Um, you know, I mean, by everyone's by Maimer Har Sinai, there was the first bris was by Maimer Har Sinai. So, the Gerim says that the Gerim came down to Har Sinai, and all the neshamas were there. What does it mean? All the neshamas were there. If all the neshamas were there, maybe every neshama that would ever be born was there by Har Sinai, and a neshama could be maybe. Could make a could make a be makabla bris maybe I, I don't know if the neshama is not really a person yet, but maybe the neshama could do that. But what's the neshamas of the gerim? If if the rabban shalom brought the neshamas of the future gerim, then right now they have no choice anymore. You know, of course, there's the issue of idia and bechira. Rabban shalom knows the future, but it doesn't take away from free free will. But if the rabban shalom does something, where like. Uh, the Rambam asks that, how could you punish the Mitzrayim? There was a Gzaira on the Mitzrayim. So that's not a kash of India and Bechira. If, there's, if, there's, if the Rabban Shal made a Gzaira, it has to happen. So the Rambam says it's terrorists. Others say different truths. But if the Rabban Shal brought the Neshamas of the Geirim, Tar Sinai, so then he was Geizer, that they should be Geirim. So if he was Geizer, they should be Geirim. How does I have a choice not to be Gerim? The Ram says in the Igris, Vahatam is a because he decided to leave the comfort of being a guy and the safety. I know how safe it is to be a guy, but the relative safety of being a guy, and he becomes part of Klal Yisrael, and for this we should appreciate what he did and we should love him for it. He had no choice. The Banshan took his, his neshama, he brought it to Har Sinai, so he had no choice. He, how, could, how could he not be a Ger? The Banshan was Geyser. They should be a Ger. So I think the Pshat is different. I think it says in Daskein, and it also says this, I remember ex- exactly the Loshan, that when you make a bris, you make a bris with the klal, with the, with the whole klal. And the Gemara says in Tmuram, Tezvav Amud Beis, that ain't not Sibur Mesim. I spoke about it a different time a little bit. I don't want to get into it so much at length. But ain't not Sibur Mesim. The Sibur is a body. It's a corpus. And the body has many cells. And some cells, over a period of time, some cells die and other cells grow to replace it. And there's a constant interchange of old cells and new cells. But the corpus is the same. The body is the same. A person who is in jail can't come to the warden after 10 years and say, no, all my cells changed already practically, even the cells of the decision-making part of the brain, everything changed, so you have to let me out. It wasn't me. I didn't do this. No, of course, it is you. The cells change, but the, the body is the same. Ain't that Sibur Mason? So when you make a bris, you make a bris with the cloud. You make a bris with the cloud, and you have in America, everybody 
is in America is obligated to the Constitution. Who signed on the Constitution? No. American society, the Klal, signed on to the Constitution and that obligates American society as long as it exists. So over here, that's what he's saying. I'm not making the bris with Yechidim. I'm making the bris with you as a group, as a Klal, and uh, as Klal. So Memele, it obligates you because as long as you're part of the Klal. The, the Neshamas that came to Harasinai, they didn't come there as individual Neshamas. But every Neshama besides being an individual neshama, becomes part of neshama klolis. And the neshama klolis was at Har Sinai. So every ger, every child, every person that's, that, that, that comes in the future, but he's also, he's, he, he becomes part of neshama klolis. The neshama klolis was there. So Mamela, everybody was there. But not as individual, they were there as part of the klal. Einat Zibur Mason. So I just want to add something here when the ger, this, this, Indian, which really belongs in Pasha's Ekev, but I only thought of it during Kriyas Atoira on Pasha's Ekev, so it was too late to say it in Ekev. So I'd like to say it now, but it relates to this. So in Pasha's Ekev, in, in Pasha's uh, Kisisa, Pasha's Kisisa, first of all, after the Egel, so the Pasuk tells us, Vayikach has Egel, Moshe took the Egel, Asher, asher also they made Vayisrev Ba'esh, he burned it Vayitchanad Asher Dok and then he took the, the residue the ashes and he ground it until it was very powdery Vayizar al Amayim he threw it into the water Vayashkiz Bnei Yisrael and he gave it to Klal Yisrael to drink and this was Rashi says it was it was Baidik them like a Saita it was Baidik like I said, just like by Saita, she drinks the water and that's Baidik if she was Tzadikas or if she was uh, Mizana. So over here also, the, the water will be Baidik if this person was actually acti- actively you know, served the Zara, the, the Egel, or if, if, if not. So that, that was Baidik. Okay. That's what happens over here. Now, if you look in Pasha's Ekev, So Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them the story of what happened with the eagle. So he says, I burned it in the fire. I ground it up until it became like dust. I put the dust into the, 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 the stream that was coming down from the mountain, which this was the Beirish of Miriam. They probably put it up on the slope because everybody drank, it, it flowed through the Machna. It was like a river flowing through the Machna and everybody drank from that water that came out from the stone, the Beirish of Miriam. So they probably put it up on the mountain so that gravity it would push it down so it would spread throughout the Machna. It doesn't say over there was a Nachal, but it means the same thing. The water that they had was the Beirish Miriam, and nothing. That's it. I put the, I, the offer into the Nachal Yerb Nahar and doesn't say anything else. What happened to Vayashka Sisrol? He's telling them what happened. Why didn't he tell them Vayashka Sisrol that he gave him to, to drink? Doesn't say. So I noticed this on Shabbos. I asked a couple of people. People were talking, really? You know, they never noticed it. It's not here. I think the shots like this. That that Moshe Rabbeinu Sefer Dvarim is the Sefer of Teichacha. 
first Rashi in the form says, it's different to Echocha, he's giving them to Echocha. But they weren't there. These people weren't there. The Arvis Moiv is a new generation. But they're still responsible for the eagle because the Klau. The Klau is responsible for the eagle. And it's Hebrew Mason. And so they, that, those people saying the Arvis Moiv were the same people that did the eagle. And you and I today, that are here today, are also the same people that were there by the eagle. The cloud is still here, it's the same cloud. The cloud that's here today is the cloud that stood at Har Sinai. The cloud never changes, ain't it Zibur Mason? And that's why every generation, the Bansham is, is, um, uh, is Perea a little bit from every generation, because every generation has to bear the responsibility of the eagle. Even though uh, nobody today was actually danced around the eagle, but the eagle was the chet of the cloud, and we are the cloud, so therefore we have to atone for it. So Moshe Rabbeinu was, was giving them toichacha. Now, apparently, what happened to Kisisa was two different things. One thing was that they ground it up and put it into the water. That was a separate thing from the Vayashkas Yisrael. That was beer. That you have, you have this terrible avoyizor, this eagle, and what they had to do is you had to grind it up powder it in its a fine powder, which, which is like, that's a lot of beer, you know, of, of uh, things, these, things you have to be mevire. But not only that, you have to dissolve it in water so it's completely disappeared. That was, that's the Indian, the first Indian, that that's what you have to do. That part is not because later you're going to use it for That's a thing in itself, that you have to destroy it to the point where it completely ceases to exist, where it's not even a powder, where it's dissolved in the water. That's one thing. And the second thing is that, that, um, that you use this water, because it was dissolved in it, use this water to be boidic to find out who actually danced around, around the ego. So in Akev, in Akev, we only, Moshe only told them the first part. He told them about grinding it down and dissolving it. He didn't tell them about the second part. Why? Because Ekev is giving them techacha. It's giving them techacha for the Avera of the ego. That you had to grind it up and you had to not, and, and you had to take this powder and dissolve it in water. It shows you how chomer this was. More chomer than anything else. This was like the worst of the worst that the beer, the, the destruction of it, had to be absolute more than anything else in the Torah. So he's telling them, you are responsible for the Chet Egel, you have to chew for it, it's, you, you're bearing the Chet of the Egel as the cloud, and look what kind of a Chet it is. I had to grind it up and dissolve it in water. Look what kind of a Chet it is. So this was part of Techacha. But the Yashkes Yisrael was to identify the individuals that danced around the eagle. That is not relevant today. None of the, all those individuals are dead and gone. This is new people over here. None of them danced around the eagle. So the fact that he went and he used this water to identify those individuals, that is not relevant in, in the Varim. So in the Varim, he only says the first part, which shows you how chomer the eagle was, that it had to be dissolved in water. That part is the Teichacha, because now you, as a cloud, bear responsibility for that chet. But that, you, that he gave him to drink, that not. So I just want to add one to here.
But it's also the idea of the klal is very, very important to understand many things in the Torah, to understand that the individual and the klal are two separate things, not the same thing. So I just wanted to add one, one, one little lakud over here, that it says like a soita, that this was supposed to be biding them like a soita. Now, soita, there was, there was uh, you took the Shema Mephirish, and you put it in the water and dissolved it in the water, and the Saita drank, drank the water in which the Shema Mephirish was dissolved. So what is the comparison of making a Badika with dissolved Shema Mephirish to making a Badika with a dissolved Avaydazora? I mean, what is, the, what is the, how are they related to each other? What does it mean to be biting them like Saitas? So, so I think that it's, it's, it's a binary choice. It's always either a tzaddik or a rasha. Either she was a tzaddikis or, or, or she was mezana. Either they danced by the, they, either they, they, did, they did not dance by the eagle or they did dance by the eagle. One of the two. So I think that by Saita, the Shema Mefarish is Mevarer the tzaddik. It's Mevar the Tzadikas. It identifies who's the Tzadikas. The Shema Mevarish pulls out the Tzadikas. And uh, the, if she was Mizana, so by default, you know, that she was Mizana and she gets punished. But the, but the, the Bedika is to be Mevar the Tzadikas. Over here, when you get by the Egel, the, the, the dust of the Avaydazora, the Avaydazora water, pulled out its own. It was Mevar the Russia. And Memela. We knew who the tzaddik was, because that he survived. So we knew he was the tzaddik. So it's so the comparison is it's bedika, but but it works the opposite. That uh, tzaita is bedik through the shem mefarish finds the tzaddik, and over here the zor is bedik through through um, you know it's bedik to find who the rasha is. Okay. Now let's say one more thing here. Also, actually connecting back to. Uh, to Ekev. So it says, Miesh Pachem, Shairish, Pairish, Rose Volano, you say, Bashiris Liba Eilach, you can do whatever you want. The person is not going to have Yerush Shemayim. Not going to have Yerush Shemayim. Then they're going to have all the clothes that are going to get them. So if you look in Ekev, it says like this Famous famous Pasuk, but a famous Gemara. Ba'ata Yisrael, Mo'a Hashem Elekecha, Sho'el Me'imach, Ki'im Le'yiras Hashem Elekecha. What does Hashem want from you? All He wants from you is to have your Shemayim. Yerushalayim, we were talking about Yerushalayim, not Yerushalayim. I mean, of course, a person should be afraid that if he does something and get punished, be afraid. So that's natural, a person should have Yerushalayim. If, you, if, you, if you're a Maimon, then, then you know that, you're gonna, that, that you can get punished. So you have Yerushalayim, but Yerushalayim is Yerushalayim to have, uh, that's, that's what we're talking about over here. And Rabbi says, Rabbi says, what does Hashem want for you? Just have Yerushalayim. That's it. Simple thing, Yerushalayim. So the Gemara says like this. Amrav Chanina. 
הכל בידי שמיים חוץ מירי שמיים. ירי שמיים is up to you. ואת ישראל מוע השם ולקח לשון מלכים לירה. So the Gemara says like this, אוטו ירי שמיים מילסה זוטרסי היא. It's like it's a small thing. Is it a small thing? Yer Shemayim is a, is a big madrega. Yer Shemayim, person, is the Yer Shemayim. So the Gemara answers, I'm going to do the whole Gemara, just the Gemara says. So the Gemara answers, and, Lagabi Moshe Moses Zotrasehi. For Moshe it was a small thing. This is a Pliyadika Gemara. You know, Moshe Rabbeinu was like the biggest tzaddik. He was in the highest madrega, so he, for him, Yerushalayim was not a big thing. But you're talking to Kal Yisrael, Kal Yisrael is regular people. So what do you mean? Because for you it's an easy thing. I mean, it's everybody tells the Chandis Gemara it's, uh, that uh, what is the, what's the shaykhness of, of having, um, that for Moshe it was an easy thing to have Yerushalayim. What does that have to do with Kal Yisrael? What is he telling them about Yerushalayim? I think it's like this. Why does Rabban Shalom need Yura, that you should have Yura? Why does Rabban Shalom need that? He needs you should obey. Rabban Shalom gives it Sivu, he needs you should obey. But so, you obey because of Yura uh, Sa'inish. If you don't obey, you'll get punished. But why does he need that you should, you should be, have Yura from him? That you should sit there, that you should shake. So, the Rambam, we spoke about this also a number of times, the Rambam in the fifth parak of Shemayin the Prokim, and many places in the Mar and the Vucham says that the Iker that the Rabban Shalom wants is Yidiyas Hashem. He wants you to recognize Him. Now, we spoke that this is the Indian of, of Ein Tzur Kalakeinu, Ein Tzayur Kalakeinu. The Rabban Shalom is the painter, the Rabban Shalom is the artist, the Rabban Shalom is the creator, he made the world because he's the creator and not the other way around. The Rabban Shalom is the creator. It's a, it's a mid of the Rabban Shalom. The Rabban Shalom is, a, is creative. He's wise and he's just and he's creative. And he's creative, he created the world. So, and that's that he created the world. So Tanchuma says, that is a little wrinkle to what this Gemara says. Tanchuma says that when a boss of Adam makes a tzura, he is Meshabeach the tzura. When the tzura, when the, when, when the makes the tzura, the tzura is mishabeachem. So what the, what the major is saying is that as far as the, the, the artistry of what the Rabban Shalom did, he was he not only did he create a beautiful world with with the stars and planets and galaxies and mountains and valleys and oceans and trees and flowers, and butterflies. I mean. Gorgeous, gorgeous world, you know. Not only did he do that, but he also created a world that has, that has consciousness, that has intellect, that has free will, and that world, free will, is able to recognize him. That is beyond. That's like the spitz of, of, of what he did. So, the Rebbein that's what he wants. He wants, he, he wants your, that you should recognize him. He wants Yidiyas Hashem. That's what he wants. That's what he needs. Now, when a person is in the presence of a king or in the presence of, of, um, of a big godel, people get nervous, they get a little bit 
shake a little bit. Why do you get nervous? Why do you shake? Why? Why? So somebody once told me that he was by dedication of a small airport and the president was there and they weren't one of the presidents, I forget which one, and, and there, were, there was a small crowd, there were not many people, and the president saw, saw him with a yarmulke, so he called him over, and he said, thank you, Rabbi, for coming, and he gave him his hand, and he shook his hand, and that was it. And he told me that he felt it sitta. Why did he feel it sitta? Was he going to hit him? Was he going to do anything to him? Why did he feel it sitta? Why does a person has standing in, in, in such a situation, why does he get nervous? Why does, he, why does he feel like a tremble? Why does he tremble? The reason why I think is like this, that a person has a certain sense of himself, what he is, you know, is, uh, you know, he's, he's a hush of a person, maybe he has a big house, maybe he has a private jet, I don't know. He has a certain sense of himself. But when you're standing in the presence of somebody, that's way bigger than you, that has much more power than you. When you're standing on the, in, the, in the presence of the president, or whatever you think of him personally, but he is the most powerful person in the world, and you're standing in his presence, so automatically, by comparison, you shrink. You become smaller. You become partially negated. Part of you is, you, you, first you're like this, now you're this. A good part of you is lost, it's gone. That is a terrifying feeling. The feeling of negation, of becoming, of, 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 of being wiped away, that becoming smaller, becoming shrunk, that's a terrifying feeling. So that's why you give a tremble automatically, subconsciously. You don't even think through the process of, you know, because he's big, there's this. It's, it's, it's subconscious and it's automatic. You're standing in front of a godel, you're standing in front of a big godel, and that's like, what am I, this and that? So, all of a sudden, like I'm nothing, so I just shrank. So it gives it so automatically, instinctively, you tremble. This is what Rubansha, why Rubansha wants you to have Yira Shemayim. He doesn't need you to be afraid of him. He's not looking for, he's not looking for covet. He's not looking for power that, uh, that he should. I mean, if a person would say, I need you to, to, to be afraid of me, I would say that this person is insecure and <laughs> immature maybe. But uh, the Rabban Shem doesn't need you actually to be afraid of him. He needs you to have Yediyas Hashem. And if you have Yediyas Hashem, then you have Yira. So, so the Yira is a, a, a simon. If a person really has Yira, that means that he came to Madrega Vira Hashem. He's talking Makir, the, 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 the infinite godless of the Rabban Shem to a certain extent. So Mamele, he feels... He feels diminished. So Mamele, he has a tzitta. So Moshe Rabbeinu, so people think that to work on Yerushalayim, I want to work on Yerushalayim. It means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to daven harder, I'm going to shake, I'm going to fast, I'm going to do different things, I'm going I'm to, you know, just to daven long and jump and I don't know, whatever, go to the mikveh three times a day. This is, uh, people want to do different things to work on Yerushalayim. So Moshe reminds it like this. He says, it's not hard to have Yerushalayim. You don't have to work on it. You just have to have Yediyas Hashem. If you have Yediyas Hashem, Yerushalayim comes with Mela. 
they don't have to specifically work on having Yerush Shemayim. Hamash Rabbeinu knew this. Why did he know this? Because he was always in the presence of the Rabbeinu Shalom. He always was faced with the, with the, with the, the, the infinite godless of the Rabbeinu Shalom, and he always had a tzitah. So he knew that he didn't have that. That it's not because I was the high madrega that he had yira. He was he had he had yira because because he had yidia. He had he had more yidia than anybody else. So mainly he felt enough enough. He felt very small by comparison, and he had yira. He felt he, he trembled. He was a, he he had he had that that feeling. So he so Moshe knew from his own experience. That yira doesn't need any special effort. All you have to do is be focused on your dear Hashem. So he says, for you too, it's Moses You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is focus on your dear Hashem, and if you focus on your dear Hashem, you will have you will have yira. This is what he said. Thank you very much, and I hope to see you again next week.